Hey, welcome to the next podcast, episode number 11. So we're here today with a couple of folks that are new to our church and membership to our church and taking steps in our church. And it's grateful to meet Kemp and Stephanie. Harvey. Yes. I'm Hardy. You're Harvey's. We got, maybe we're related somewhere. You know? <laughs> anyway, I know there are bunnies named Harvey in the movies, right? But I'm yeah, not sure about Harvey that. Harvey the rabbit. That's right. <laughs> so tell us about you. Where are you guys from? And you're relatively new to the area, right? Yes. Good deal. Uh, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, we've been here about. You can tell people are always married when they turn to look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we've been here a little over two years. We moved uh, about a mile and a half from Crowder's Mountain in March of 2021, and so we've been here. Where would you come from? Well, we've come from the Matthews area. Matthews, um, okay. We did have a little stint in Myrtle Beach. We thought maybe that would be where we wanted to live. I yeah. have been with my company for quite some time was looking for a retirement spot and, and you're in what type of business um i work for blue cross blue shield I actually work for the medicare division okay. 35 long years wow yes um so yeah we went to myrtle beach for a little bit um moved uh back to this area but lived in matthews i lived in matthews for 18 years okay so yeah we met in matthews met at church fantastic yeah and where are you from kemp i'm from thomasville north carolina yeah me too yeah. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Actually, absolutely. I was born in High Point, but my dad was pastor at First Baptist in Thomasville, and they built the big uh, building there right now. Okay. Back in the 60s. How about that? We're homeboys. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You go to which high school? I went to Thomasville High School. Thomasville High School? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I jumped on there. Now that I met you at home. Heck yeah. So, so what happened from there? Um military or uh no no i uh, graduated went to college appalachian state university okay uh graduated there uh worked in high point for a little while and then moved to charleston south carolina okay and then from charleston at that point i was around 27 okay. and 9 11 had just happened and decided i want to join the military okay and so i joined um a lot of people told me because I had a college degree, I should be an officer. I decided to go enlisted, hmm. and I wanted to get my hands dirty. Yeah. Um, did you? I did. Yeah? I did. Um, so I joined the infantry and did that. I uh, wound up in 2003, deployed to Fallujah, Iraq in the first invasion when that was wow really hot. Um, and six months in, wound up on a scout sniper team. And so did that for the last six months of that deployment. Wow. Then came back and in 2006 got deployed to Afghanistan for a year and a half. Um, so you've been in Iraq and Afghanistan? Yes. We were, I was in the Korngal Valley, Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people will know that from Lone Survivor. Mm -hmm. um, those guys got Marcus Latrell and those yes. guys. Yep. Um, our team went in not long after that and we're one of the units that were kind of looking for some of those guys. Um, and then we had a lot of other things going on. There was a lot of insurgent movement in that area. Right. And then got extended. It was only supposed to be a year deployment. Got extended for another six months. Um, so you're still on the sniper team then? I was. Okay. I was. So you're kind of like Chris Kyle for those people in the <laughs> movies, right? At same job title. Okay. Gotcha. Same job title. Um, and then – did that and then came back and wanted to go in and be a sniper school instructor. Um, decided to get out. Uh, kind of wish I wouldn't have. 
and then just kind of bounced around, had a hard time finding jobs. None of my skills really translated. So I wound up doing um, diplomatic security in Iraq for like three more years after that. Okay. So bounced around doing sniper work for them and then stopped contracting, got out of that life altogether. And then not long after that, Stephanie and I met um, at church. We were going to the same church in Matthews. And then we just kind of, we, we owned a, a Taekwondo school. Okay. Um, we were trying to find something for, for my young kids to do. And they were selling the school, so we bought the school. And we had that for a while, did a really good job with that. And then cool. sold that school and moved to Myrtle Beach. Okay. <laughs> Myrtle Beach, how long was that? A year through yep. COVID. We actually... Um, I, I joke, he said we were looking for something for the kids to do. I mean, we were all kind of wanting something for all of us, right, that we could do as a family when we bought the school. And when we sold the school, um, I had an opportunity. My best friend passed away. We had an opportunity to uh, move to her home in Myrtle Beach and see if yeah. that's what we wanted. So yeah. uh, we decided we missed our family, wanted to come back, and Gastonia is where we um, decided to move to. From the, from the beach to the mountains. Kind of basically. It's kinda, right? nice. Yeah. We love it. I mean, we love it here. We uh we're so happy that we found the church. Um, and we are too. Yeah, we we. You guys have made an immediate difference. We yeah, we fell in love the minute. I, I, you know, I, I we kept looking for a church. We were watching things online, and um, one day I just Kemp had come home from a stint that he did in Houston, and I was like, "Let's go to that green church." You know, the one that's on, <laughs> the one that green we church, see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the one that we see every that time we sense. pass. And we came in, sat in the front row, immediately um, felt amazing um felt everyone was so welcoming and um you know the moment that you got up and mentioned that you guys needed some work with hand to hand we we grabbed on to that yeah but yes Kemp and I did we met at church I'm from Germany originally um Kemp and I met years before we met um and didn't even know that we we passed in the same room or something crazy we were at the same gym um we ended up knowing one another's um, family, and um, and then later, yeah, met at Team Church. So you guys have done something that's unusual. You kind of came to church. A lot of times people will come and sit for a while, a long while. Instead, you came, you found out about the opportunity to make a difference in our hand-to-hand ministry, which reaches out to people that are unsheltered. The old term would use homeless. I think the new, new term is unsheltered, and you decided to do that. You've gone online and you've taken the membership yes. process seriously and you've gone through and watched the videos and read what we believe in and yes. met with staff members and elders that kind of stuff and then you went to connection point already one time and the only reason you missed the next two is because of mother's day right yes up, right? yes um we are no, in. Not the mother's day messes up <laughs> yeah we're not trying to yeah sorry mom <laughs> no um no we uh yes as a matter of fact we came in you know like i said we sat in the front row you um your messages spoke to us we came home every night and we're just like this is incredible. We love his messages. Um, and then you Thank offered you. for everyone to meet up um, as far as hand-to-hand. And I saw Terrell standing um, at the stage, and I looked at Kemp, and I'm like, we're in. I mean, yeah. um, I want to be part of that. And um, we love the hand-to-hand team and everybody that has anything to do with it. And So there there's, might be some people that are watching that have heard about it. But kind of tell everybody what hand-to-hand does and what, yes. you, what your experiences have been. As a volunteer and being part of that. Yes. You've done it twice now, right? We've done it twice now. So hand-to-hand, um, 
meets every fourth Saturday um, in Gastonia. And um, there's a group of us that come out that feed and fellowship with the unsheltered. Um, we bring clothing out there, lay that out, let them um, uh, grab outfits and um, do our, you know, Kemp and I, I, I love to be with them. Um, so I won't feed. Yeah. Um, I want to talk yeah. and I want to minister and I want to um, share experiences. We've had Kemp and I, we've had a lot of experiences. And um, as a matter of fact, myself, Terrell and Kemp um, had one young gentleman that we just felt just didn't belong there and that he wanted something more than being unsheltered and being in that environment. And between the three of us, um, and I'm going to let Kemp speak to this because Kemp has now, though I speak with him on occasion, I'm kind of like the mama. Yeah. Um, Kemp uh, speaks with him pretty much daily. So I think we've made a wow. great difference and we might have saved somebody's life. So that's awesome. So tell us about that. What was that day like and how did you meet him? What's his name? His name is Ryan. Okay. Um, so, you know, like Stephanie said, um, everybody has a role to play. Um, and some people come in, they like to, they like to serve the food. They like to do this. Stephanie and I are, uh, I like to get in and meet with, and meet the people. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to know their story. I want to try to get to know why they are, where they are in their yeah. life and just, and just kind of get, get real with them. And so this young man, uh, this was two months ago, uh, young, this young man, he just seemed a little different. He came in, all he had was, oh, I'm sorry. That's probably him. He's calling for you. All he had was the clothes on his back. Um, and it, it had been a stint where it had rained like four days. He was soaking wet and he came up and, and I was talking with him and he said, do you mind if, if I get an, a second set of clothes, I want to make sure everybody else gets something first. Do you mind if I come back and get some more? And, wow. you know, uh, we had experienced earlier with other people, they were more concerned with what could they get for them. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman just seemed like he wanted to make sure that everybody was taken care of. And mm -hmm. it just... The Lord's, I think the Lord spoke to me and Terrell and Stephanie both, all three of us. Um, we were just watching this guy, watching his mannerisms, and um, he he just he seemed different. And so um, he didn't have any he didn't have any shelter at all. He didn't have a tent. Um, we had had an extra tent, so I, I spoke with Terrell, and I left and went and got a tent. And, awesome. And at that point, I grabbed some extra clothes because um, he he wore the same size I did. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some extra things for him. Wow. And, uh, Terrell, I grabbed a Bible for him. Yeah. Um, and, and he, in our conversation, he was very knowledgeable about scripture. You could tell that he was, he wanted to know, he wanted to, yeah. to be involved more. Um, and then Terrell actually went and got him a flip phone and so okay. that we could contact him, okay. um, and gave him my number and Terrell's and, um, this young man helped us break down. He stood in the prayer circle. You know, he folded yes. the tarps. He broke the tents down. He did. Wow. He 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 went above and beyond for someone that was there to be helped. He he actually jumped in and kind of helped as well. And so, uh, once everybody left, um, this was a tough thing for Stephanie and I because you know we wanted him to be successful, and we we asked him where he wanted to go. Yeah, and so. We took him where he wanted to go. I, we helped him set up his tent in the woods. That was tough for me. Yeah. And Only because surroundings there. The yeah, surroundings it was, it, were, the conditions were not good. And I kept sketchy. asking him, are you sure you want to do this? Like, yeah. you know, do you really want to do this? And 
I don't think I know actually that he didn't really want to do that, but he knew that that was all he could do. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we went back home, got him set up and it just, it, it just kept weighing on my mind all night. And so mm. I, I texted him and said, Hey, would you like to go to church with us tomorrow? Mm. And he, uh, and he responded, he says, I would love to go, but I haven't showered and I don't want to offend anybody. Mm. Well, he's he, always thinking about everybody else. Yes. And then he said a few minutes later, he goes, but I'll go. And so I told Stephanie, I said, yeah, he can't stay there overnight. So we, we put him up in a little motel. I told him to break his stuff down. We went and got him. It was like 930 at night. We went and picked him up, took him to this little hotel right by the church mm-hmm. and let him have a good place to sleep, get him a shower. Wow. And I brought him a collared shirt. Yeah. We picked him up. He was ready to go. We went to church. He sat was in the front row and we spoke afterwards. And that's when uh, Terrell and some other got people from hand to hand use some connections and we found some resources for him and you know i, I told him I was, you need to make a decision you can go back to where you're at or we can start this road yeah and i said you know uh, i will walk with you every step of the way the only thing that i require is that you're honest with me and i don't care what your story is i don't care how bad you think it is there's nothing you can tell me that's going to make me walk away as long as you're honest and, you know, he said, well, I haven't been honest about a couple of things. He came clean on a couple of things that we kind of already figured. And I said, well, tomorrow I'll take you to get your social security card. We'll get you a post office box and I'll get you into detox. And he said, okay. So wow. I, went, I went and picked him up the next day. I sat with him through the detox process. He's been sober for how many days now? Um, going on two months. Yeah. That's and he's now in, he's in Winston-Salem right now. Um, we and sent him a package. We kind of do little things like that. Amazing. And he, he, he said, <laughs> he said, I, I've wanted to run so many times. He said, but nobody has ever believed in me. Like mm-hmm. you three people have believed in me. And when I want to quit, that's what keeps me going is that people actually believe in me. Wow. And you know, it, it's, it's like talking to a different person. How awesome is that? Man. You know, and he's his head is clear. He's going to NA meetings. He found a church. He found that a he's church. Walked to. He and I helped him navigate because he didn't have navigation. Yeah. He's like, here's where I'm at. It's the church office. I'm like, okay, well, let me look it up. I said it's 1.9 miles away, yep. and he walked the 1.9 miles and took a picture of the when he was at church. And so he's gone the last two weeks. And that is awesome. And so you know, it's 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 an amazing story. You know, and it could have gone a lot of different ways. Um, but sure. I, I feel like the Lord's had his hand in it and it's just been, and it's, it's been an amazing experience. Thanks for walking. We'll continue to pray for Ryan and for you because you invested in him and there's other people that are right now, but here's a question that's burning inside of me to ask you. So why did you care so much? What's, what's from your background that makes you want to, <laughs> that makes you want to help somebody this, that down now is because you've been a veteran and you've seen other veterans kind of go down a dark path. I would imagine after you've been over there trying to protect the world and shoot at bad guys. And all of a sudden you come home and everybody's like complaining because their hamburger got burned at McDonald's. <laughs> you probably want to go hit people. Anyway. Well, it's a combination of a few things, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot, I joined the military to serve. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of traumatic experiences. Sure. And um, my journey after the military was rocky. You know, and and I had some bad experiences. Um, I struggled with alcohol for a long time and yep. PTSD, mm-hmm. and and had 
uh, made some bad decisions and, and my life had actually spiraled out of control mm -hmm. to the point where last October, uh, Stephanie and I had to make a decision and she said, you need to get help or I don't know if we can continue. Right. Um, because it was, it was not a good situation. Right. And so it took a lot of courage to do that. Uh, I fought with the VA and they wouldn't do what they needed to do. So I met with a, a group called the independence fund and they referred me to a place called Camp Hope in Houston, Texas. Okay. It's, um, it's a nonprofit for combat veterans with PTSD. Um, and it's a faith-based program. Mm -hmm. And so I went there and I've always, I've always, I grew up in a Christian home, but I didn't, I didn't have a heart centered relationship with Jesus. Um, it's like I was grasping at straws and, mm. you know, my life was, it was really out of control. And so the day I got there was the day after Thanksgiving and it's a five acre campus and it's it's narrow and they have got a huge cross at the end and i walked down the day i got there and realized i need to be transparent i need to be real and and i dropped down on my knees at the cross and fully surrendered myself to jesus wow. on that day and you remember what day that was it was oh, no wow. it was november 26th november 26th of 2022 2022 wow and you know i got baptized as an adult because I, I grew up catholic and was baptized at birth. I got baptized in 2018 and I just, I was one foot in one foot out Yeah. and I didn't even realize everything. You know, I, I was one of those people. I had a college degree. I had a support system. Can't happen to me. I was helping everybody else. Yep. And, and it really got to the point where my life was unmanageable and I dropped down and surrendered to Jesus and my life has been completely changed ever since. Wow. Amen. And so, you know, another reason why Stephanie and I, you know, we're blessed. It's a miracle. You know, God transformed my life and is working in ways that I never thought possible. Right. And so it meant a lot to me to see a young man and and, and that I could reach out and, and, and help someone like that. So you kind of saw part of yourself in him, I would imagine. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Because yeah. so. even though his journey is not the same as yours, some of the symptoms in the way in the aftermath had become that because mm -hmm. to me, it's like the fact that Ryan cared about other people getting close or Ryan cared about other people smelling him indicates that I, I detect that vein in, of cure in you as well. You're, yeah, you're considerate of other people. He's been very considerate mm -hmm. and he's always been a good man. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I think that is, that is a true statement. And so st sticking with him during that time had to be hard. Sticking with him. Um, you know, we did, we went through a really tough time. Um, I um, actually have always been in service. It's just, I've always had a servant's heart. And while he was gone, it was a free service that they provided. And because I was healing on Crowder's Mountain, which yeah. is the best place to heal, mm. um, I had not found a church at the time mm -hmm. because we were, you know, kind of still here and there. I was watching our services online and going to counseling and reading and mm -hmm. things like of that nature. And I felt, that I needed to get a little more plugged in. So I started volunteering at the animal shelter at Gaston County cool. to give back so that I could, cause I couldn't give anybody any money. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that I could at least do that while he was there and mm -hmm. serve. Um, me uh, struggling with full surrender of not being able to um, completely have the faith that I needed. Right was going on. I mean, it happened. I was having battles in, inside, not sure. But when I was able to um, 
fly down to Houston and extend grace to Kemp um, to give him an opportunity to, you know, I've always loved him. <laughs> He's yeah. always loved me. We've always loved each other. Um, we've, you know, we just had a rocky road and, right. um, and build our trust. marriage. Yeah. And our marriage. You need means to retrust that. yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Sure. Absolutely, right? Yes. Yes. So I went there and extended grace. And from that moment, we, um, we both made a commitment to fully surrender to Christ. And there's not a day I mean, there may be a may have been a day I don't know that goes by that we don't pray out loud. Um, we pray out loud during every meal. We pray ourselves to sleep. We pray ourselves to start the day. Uh, we read devotionals together out loud. We're currently doing a love dare. If anybody's ever heard of that, yeah, that's a great book. Um, it's a great book. We're yeah. doing that, and it's even better when you practice it, right? Yes, it <laughs> is. I mean, this is great. Yes. So, and I think um, people tend to become complacent uh, and. Um, and you go through the motions, and sometimes you have to have something knock you on your feet. And we had it, and we'll never take advantage of that again. Awesome. So That's a great healing story. And you've seen things, man, that would make you want to drown. Yes. You I Make that go away, right? right. And yes. it's obvious that you've seen some of the best of people and the worst of people. Sure. So it's completely understandable. Yeah. But now the fact that you're taking this time to go out and reach out to somebody who's down and out in a different way under different circumstances but by the same token that's, that shows a lot that the heart of christ is exemplified in what it is that you're doing yes good deal so you said kids we Just, share we okay. have kids we have um four kids between the two of us okay um, we have Cameron, who's um, he just turned 26 he's a basketball coach at covenant day okay um down in uh on the indian trail matthews all that area side charlotte and also does some AAU coaching, and he's in ser he's a servant too. He um, he leaves for New York next week to uh, work a camp there. Then we have three um, younger kids. The boys will be thirteen in August. Okay, so, twin boys. Yep. Fantastic. And they call me Steph Mom. We don't have steps. A Steph in our Mom. House. I like Steph it. Mom. <laughs> That's a great name. So I've been in their life. They were th they were four, four, and Stella was two, so she's eleven. Wow. And they'll be here on the fourth. We're going to be a uh, Having some great summertime fun. They'll be here on the fourth, yeah, and they're, they're actually going to be going to camp. Great. At the point too. Good news. But yeah. That's awesome. So, where do they live the rest of the year? Colorado. In Colorado. Right okay. outside of Denver. You've also got a, a Mighty Oaks Foundation shirt on. You tell me a little bit about that. Is that related to the place where you went to out in Texas? It, it is not. Okay. Tell um, me about that. What's what's up? With so, that? The Mighty Oaks Foundation is another Christ-based. Um, program they, they call it a program to me it's more like a retreat because when i was at camp hope it was six months right. um this was five this is five days um okay. and it is something that really solidified a lot of things in my life uh in a short time um they have a ranch in colorado they have two ranches in texas they have a location in ohio at the wilds while it's a wildlife preserve run mm -hmm. by the columbus zoo and they have another facility in Virginia. And basically, first responders and um, combat veterans, or even if you're enlisted, uh, military first responders, they have a, a le they call it a legacy program. They do it for men. Then they also have a legacy program for women, uh, spouses, uh, women that were in the military, first responders. And they get that opportunity as well. And they're, they're two separate programs. And so basically wide brushstroke, 
of the five days. It's 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 how to be a more godly man and mm-hmm. how to strengthen your walk with Christ. Um, everything about how to leave your legacy, uh, a Christ-based legacy for your yeah. wife and your children, and and it goes over you know post-traumatic stress and who the real enemy is and mm-hmm. character and pride and 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 money and finances and time and everything it, it runs the gamut and everything is centered in scripture um it is probably i would say one of the best organizations top to bottom hands down that i've ever been involved with um I would so was that kind of a step you took after you got back from houston i did um okay. i um i was going to get my master's at liberty university mm-hmm. um and through this my, the process of everything unraveling um i had to to take a step back sure um, but I'd done some research on organizations cause I've always wanted to work with veterans mm-hmm. and give back to that community, which I feel was very underserved. Absolutely. And so I, I was familiar with mighty Oaks roughly. And then when I was at camp hope, another guy that I met there said, if you get a chance to go, I would apply. And so I applied when I got back and within, you know, three or four weeks I was out in Ohio, um, you just got back. You just got back. I just got back like ago. two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then cool. uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, three guys got baptized while we were there. Cool. Um, and it's something that I'm looking at possibly doing some things with down the road. Like volunteering or maybe helping them yeah, out. Yeah, volunteering, or. maybe getting on staff with them. Um, Fantastic. In, in some form or fashion. What was your master's degree working in? What um, were you working toward? Well, in 2018, I started a master's of divinity. Okay. But um, – the the one that I was I had almost completed was a master's in clinical mental health counseling, okay. which was kind of ironic considering yeah. that I had all the knowledge but I couldn't turn the lens on myself. Yeah. Um, well, you got to have somebody to help you to be able to see yourself, right? Yeah. So I mean that's absolutely true. So looking at probably maybe going back and pursuing one of those. Okay. Um, not haven't closed the door completely on that, but. Um, Mighty Oaks is a fantastic organization. Uh, if 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 someone is out there and you know first responder, veteran, male or female, it, it's I would definitely look into it. So, who in particular do you think would really benefit from that program? Is it about the the whole life of adrenaline with first responders and the kind of stuff and the way they have to live and veterans that you're you know you're, you're picking up your gun to shoot back in a hurry? It, who's the person that's kind of the profile that that needs that? To be perfectly honest, yeah, anybody. Okay, so anybody Any, could benefit. Anybody. Um, right now, they only have it available for first responders and and military. Okay. Um, but the the principles and the concepts that that are instilled and outlined in that program could benefit anybody. Um, Excellent. And you know, people show up in, in different stages of their walk with Christ. Some, some may not have any walk at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're, you know, they don't pull any punches the day you get there. They, they make it very clear. This is a Christ centered, um, scripturally sound program. Mm-hmm. And it just goes through the whole week. I mean, it, it, it was an amazing experience. It's fantastic. I'm going next. Okay, good. I am. Excellent. They actually reached out to me um, a couple days ago to go to California. Okay. The kids are coming, so I'm going to skip this one, but I'll go to the next one. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. And then after that, we'll be able to go to a retreat together. And kind of in that same realm, I think Mm -hmm. that they host it in Raleigh, but um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just great because he has to go first and then there's a women's legacy and then you can go 
as a um, as a married couple as well. We also attend Reboot. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's a mind, body, soul healing for the same first responders um, okay. and their families as well as um, soldiers and their families suffering from PTSD and and um, reboot something that you do in person close by or do you do it online we have it as a small group okay good. <laughs> um yeah i mean right now we attend um we're attending at a church mm-hmm. in um is it salisbury, salisbury. Yeah, salisbury. Okay. So thursday nights we drive an hour to salisbury yeah. and go through the reboot and then come back yeah. it's a 12-week program they have three different ones they have one for just trauma in general they mm-hmm. have one for first responders and one for uh right. military okay right. so we're doing the military um and their wow. families it's been pretty. It's been pretty eye opening as well. I Excellent. Really, we've what's the name of the church it. in Salisbury? It is First, our con- assembly. First Assembly of God in yeah. Salisbury. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. That was the closest. You're watching First Assembly in Salisbury <laughs> reboot. Man, this Loving is an it. example of why you, what you're doing is making a difference. Yeah. So thank you. And yes. that was the closest location. Mm. Yes. So, um, you know, one of our things that we we decided was we were gonna continue to try to grow and learn as much as we can. So anything that we're able to do, especially together, we try to get into. And like with the marriage retreat, with Mighty Oaks partners with Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. And once you've attended their program, you get to go to, um, they have marriage retreats all over the United States. Right. The closest one for us will be Raleigh, but that's also at no cost. Mighty Oaks is no cost. If you, you apply, they all you have to do is get to the airport. They pay for your flight. They pay wow. for your, your stay. They, I mean, they, they treat you great accommodations, great food. But more than anything, just the material is just outstanding. Sure. So we partnered together with Samaritan's Purse and have regularly given to them over the years. So it's great to see that happen. I've read about it in magazines, but mm-hmm. now see somebody that possibly could benefit from that. So you apply to do that too. Is that something that y'all have applied to do? As I applied well? actually for us to attend. Um, okay. And we we did receive our notice to go to a retreat in Alaska okay. together. So okay. and that's through the Samaritans Purse. Yeah. Um, that's the ones that I've heard about. The yeah. Operation Here Our yep. Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Operation You'll hear Hillary our Patriots. Patriots. That's right. That's what we're hoping and praying we'll get chosen for next. Cause that's just another step in our healing Fantastic. journey. So yeah. That's awesome. And so. You're still working for Blue Cross Blue Shield? I'm still working for Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm What's your title? I'm a senior business analyst. Senior business analyst, yes. okay. So I'm responsible for several teams of testers that um, handle all of the websites for Medicare recipients. Okay. Um, I, I'm, my plan is to be out of there in four and a half years. Sorry, okay. Janelle. No, <laughs> um, she knows. It's probably not a surprise to them, is it? <laughs> no, they, they, they know. know. Um, I've worked very hard, and... Um, I want to uh, turn our mess into a message, and oh, that's, that's what we want to do. So we already um, have, yes. And more and more people going to hear it now. Yes, that's yes, awesome. So thanks, and we want to go out and help some of these families. And I think I mentioned to you too that a lot of times the women and their families um, suffer the most, and um, and even husbands to women that are that are. Um, in the in the service and the men that stay home with the kids either way there's some family healing that needs to take place and we want to get our hands on that fantastic so that's awesome so your other kids what are they interested in what are what are their interests like they're the the 13 year olds and then you have an 11 year old jackson and brooks they um brooks is really he likes basketball okay um they both started wrestling this year. Okay. Um, They're good at it. They are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to wrestle uh, seven years of my life, wrestled all through middle school and high school. 
and they've enjoyed that, and I think they're going to continue with that. Uh, Stella loves gymnastics. Okay. Loves to read. And she loves to read. She loves Stitch. Um, cool. And so, you know, um, the boys, they used to do a lot of hoverboarding. They played um, roller hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just like to get out and do things. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like they've got a little bit of both of you in them. <laughs> or you like try the adventure side. We're ready for them to to get here too. We're gonna yeah. head out on. We're going to the mountains. We've got lots of great trips planned for the summer. So Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. So, are, are you working full time professionally somewhere too? Right now, no. Right okay. now, I'm um, medically retired. Yeah. Um, but you're in a good place to be able to step back and not have to feel the grind of having to get up and go every day. That was our goal for. That's right awesome. Now. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I'm still looking around, you know, trying to, to get involved in some volunteer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple of places reach out to me that to help with veterans and mm-hmm. some kind of weighing on some of that. But um, the biggest thing is I want to, you know, I'm going to work. I want to give back to the veteran community in some shape, form or fashion. So right. this allows me or us both the flexibility to kind of focus on that and, yeah. and and make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. Hey, well, there might be people out there that are watching you going like, that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of couple we need. And maybe this is going to be that venue for maybe a job interview or something like maybe. that. Could be. But you got a job right now, and the job is to make you better. Yes. And yes. y'all make y'all better yes. right now. Absolutely. And then your kids and your family unit together. Yes. yes. so exciting to hear. So as you've gone through all of this, there's a lot of stuff you've been exposed to. Principles, scriptures, um, then you principles that have become like life principles for you or scriptures that really stand out for you that have really nailed it for you and you, something you hang on to every day. Um, so there's, there's four principles that, that I, that I started when I was at Camp Hope, but then Mighty Oaks really nailed it down and they call it the four B's. Okay. Um, and I think if, if anyone were to follow these four B's, it's kind of hard not to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the first one is be in the word. Okay. Um, so daily reading the Bible, not just not just checking the box reading it, but being the word, reading to understand, mm-hmm. doing that deep dive, and, and really, you know, because that is the that is the life handbook, right? Um, yeah. You know, divinely written. So reading your blog. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> being in the word, good, good. and then being in prayer. Um, you know, meditation, reflection on what you read, praying daily. One of the things for me that really I think kind of took things to the next level is actually praying out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something special that happens when you pray out loud. Yeah. Um, but be in the word, be in prayer, be in fellowship, mm-hmm. being in fellowship, meaning being involved in a church mm-hmm. um, and not just going and sitting on Sundays and giving an hour. It's being involved kind of like what we're doing now. You're it's, engaged. It's You're being, not just a consumer. Being engaged. Yeah. You know, we yeah. were designed uh, as human beings, we were designed for connection and, and that's how that's God right. designed us. So, being in a small group, you know, uh, volunteering and, and just really being involved in that aspect is another huge point. And then um, they call it at, at Mighty Oaks, be in contact with your corner man. Okay. Um, uh, Camp Hope calls it your boat crew. Mm-hmm. And in, in, my, in, in my context, it would, it's, it's those group of men that you have authentic relationships with mm-hmm. that, that aren't going to co-sign on your mess, but they're going to hold you accountable. You can go to them in a time of need, anytime, anywhere, and just, you know, staying in con- constant contact with Christ-centered got men that are, that are walking with you to kind of help you stay 
you know, upright and Rounded. on that path. So, yeah. you know, those four things, be in the word, be in prayer, be in fellowship and be in contact with, with those people. Um, for me personally, I, I think is, is, is a, is a, is a game changer. It's a life changing experience. Yeah. And I think too, and that goes for home teams or small groups or mm -hmm. what do we call them? Sure. Groups. I mean, groups, small yeah, groups, home right. team. I think that also gives you that accountability and that you're and that you're building that fellowship with a group of people that you can call on at any time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how you portrayed it to everyone when when you were sharing about um, becoming um, part of small groups. So not even in just the veteran community. That's why we want to get plugged in at the point and how important it was, even that Brad was having the the three classes, yeah, you the know, connection point stuff. I thought that was so Thanks cool. Thanks for jumping in there. You're yeah. in the first class, see? So <laughs> yeah, we were part stuff. of the first class, and um, I actually observed really quickly. I'm an analyst by um, um, by trade. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. And and when I became even a member or wanted to become a member of the point, I was I did a lot of digging, and yeah. that's how I found this podcast, and um, and and that's how we found Brad, and and being able to go to those classes. And seeing everyone in that circle for the first class and, and seeing folks from every walk of being yeah. at the point, from someone being there, we were, I believe we might have been the most, the newest. Most there. recent people? Yes, we yeah. could have been. But um, having that and... So and some had been there for years. Yes, yeah. and, and didn't, and, and, and really may not have felt comfortable about coming out and just saying hi to someone or... I don't know, but at the end of that class, it was fantastic because I think I saw like 10 people the next Sunday and yeah. we yeah. were able to say hello to them. And Are you doing what's up? Yeah. We say circles are more important than rows, and that's not just a theoretical intention. We really believe, even like this is a circle right now mm -hmm. yes. with us here and our audience that are watching in with us too is a chance to get to know one another. And there, there's somebody out there that's being inspired by you and being inspired by you and it's been in your shoes. And there are other people that are going to be there, and they're not there yet. Yes. But the fact that you've made it through the rain, so to speak, and found yourself protected by others who got rained on too, to quote the old song from back in the day. Yes. Awesome. How about for you? Is any things that well, really stand you know, out to you? Um, scripture. You have life verse or scripture? I have. A, I was reading. I was telling him today. I was reading First Timothy. I was reading in James today. Um, you know, I um, I mentioned to you about faith. I have to read about that every single day for myself yeah. um, because I, I struggled yeah. um, with the healing and, 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 and leaning and, and there were, I'm, I'm a control freak. Um, I feel like at times I can handle it and I can control the situation yeah. and I had to just give it to God and just say, Hey Lord, I need you now. I believe yeah. for the first time in my life, I got on my knees and wow. just prayed out yeah. loud. Crowder's Mountain, best yeah. place to heal. Yeah. Um, but that's where the Lord came to speak to me the most. Um, I, uh, I'm, I learned. You, you went know, to the right place to learn about faith because there's a bunch exercised by Timothy and by James. And that's what. And faith that works is dead about, and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I was this morning in, um, in James 1. And I actually had written down earlier. I was in a meeting and I wrote some stuff down on my hand and which is gone now. There's some ink left. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, um, I make it a point to get into the word every single day. And when Kemp came home and shared that with me, I've always, I, I became a Christian in 2012. I was not raised in a Christian home. I told you I was raised in Germany. Um, my mother, Your parents in the military? my mother, my mother's German Protestant. Okay. Um, and my father was Greek. Okay. Um, I became a citizen 
years ago, I kind of always say, oh, I feel like I just became a citizen, but it's been about 10 years now. Awesome. Um, my stepfather was in the military, okay. so 27 years, moved here, um, retired military. Okay. So I speak it fluent, um, but... Speak Greek and German? I speak German fluent. Okay. Greek, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he does little. I took him to visit my family there, yeah. and he did so well, um, but never read the Bible. Mm. I went to church with some friends occasionally, you know, would get invited by someone in the stairwell with my stepdad being in the army. Yeah. And uh, my son and I moved to Matthews after my divorce, and um, and I I met a pastor and his wife, and yeah. they invited me and kept inviting me and inviting me. So for a long time, I didn't know how to read the Bible, or mm -hmm. I would just kind of open it and try to and try to read mm -hmm. verses. But Kemp and I never read together through this healing. I have spent more time, just like you said, in the Word than I ever have, ever. Awesome. Um, so, so what's interesting to me about that is sometimes people have a verse that they know and they can memorize. But what you're saying is you've got to have that meal every day. And it's, it's part of and you internalize it as you as you're reading about it, you're acting it out and you're, you're putting it into practice and saying, all right, how, how do I do this? And I think that's very important because a lot of times people treat like, well, I memorized those three, four, five things. I'm the yes. worst about memorizing. I know John 3, 16. I know those. I, I know, know all Jesus, the big ones. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know the 23rd Psalm. I've heard it at funerals. You know, people have the kind of idea, but you're, you're learning. you got to eat all the food. The whole yeah. meal is there for you. Because yeah. there's something every day. Yeah. It, it's It's there. And and you can apply it. You just have to look and and, and do that deep dive. Very simple. Just got to take the time want, to do it right. We want that for our children as well. You know, Cameron, uh, my son, he and I were baptized at the same time in 2012. Um, you know, you can get in his car anytime, and he's listening to worship music. But then sometimes, you know, uh, and I've given him what he needed, but I feel like he should be able to, you know, be in church on Sunday morning, do this and do this. I want to make sure we give that to the kids, right? Yeah. Yes. It's hard to do with them being in Colorado. Sure. But do we send them scripture? We do. Do yeah. we send them um, devotionals? We do, right. you know, hoping that they actually, they were just baptized two weeks ago. Yeah, they just got baptized two weeks ago. And that's something that... Which that, part of Colorado do you live in? Denver. Right outside of Denver. Littleton. Okay. And Littleton. so, yeah, that was something that I prayed about because they don't necessarily have that type of environment there that we have here. They found mm -hmm. their church and they found it that my and we always had tried to instill the love of Christ even though I didn't realize that my walk was not where it needed to be mm -hmm. we wanted them to have that mm -hmm. and so um they've been in Colorado for like almost a year and a half but we had them in church and they do they 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 love Jesus and they actually found a church from with their friends and got their mom to take them fantastic and, and i was praying and praying and praying and they they reached out the other week and said we're getting baptized and how cool is that my first response was okay are you doing it because your friends are doing it yeah so i asked each one of them you individually i asked them yeah what does it mean to you and I asked each one of them separately, and each one gave me their own def their own mm -hmm. response, mm -hmm. and each response was very heartfelt, and it was right on point. Yes. And so I knew that God was speaking to them and had answered some of those prayers for me. Um, Fantastic, amen yeah. for them. And so you know, we we just purchased a family devotional that when they come into town, we're going to do that with them every day too. Um, and so use the time that we have with them to to just keep fostering that that 
fuel that fire of the Holy Spirit. Fantastic. So I want to, I got to rewind a little bit. So the whole, we met each other one time, but we didn't know each other until we met each other years later. So to go back and tell us that story, what was that about? <laughs> so one of, one of the jobs that I had when I got out of the military is, um, I worked at a gym in Matthews Okay, and she worked out at the gym in Matthews. Okay. I was there for years, though. I yeah, was she was there. there before I went to work. Yeah, I always say this, too, because I'm okay. like, I was at church. That was my church. No, right. I kind of broke it in, right? <laughs> there you go. But I knew of her, and she was a member there. And we had had casual conversation maybe a couple times, but she was always somebody that interested me. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't in a position at that time. And so, we, you know, we were kind of like in passing friends um and we went to the same church at that time too but we didn't we didn't really know each other we just mm -hmm. knew of each other yeah and then it just so happened that years later we were at church and i i, I was going through my divorce and um i was taking my kids to church they were really little and I was taking them, they were with me, and I had my little brood, and, you know, yeah. we were in church, and she saw me, and she reached out, she's like, hey, I saw you at church. I'm like, yeah, why don't you come, and you can come sit with us. And we just, we, we, we sparked a friendship. We did, for a good, yeah, we did, and we both were going through a trying time at that time. My son's um, best friend lost his life on the basketball court, mm. um, playing basketball, he had a heart um, condition and Kemp lost his 15 year my 15 year old niece, old niece had a had a rare heart condition and dropped dead it all just happened at running the same across time. country and it was just we had man we were in church we had a common conversation and right. and it just we just became really good friends and then it just kind of went went from there wow that's cool so you got to be friends before you grew oh yeah closer. yes yeah. yes, yes and absolutely. we've always been friends and that was so important even when he said, you know, last October Stephanie gave me, and it wasn't like I gave him an ultimatum. I just said, it's time. Like, we have got to get some help because right. you're so fantastic. He is a good person, um, but he was making some bad choices mm -hmm. um, that I couldn't continue to to uh, live by. Right. But, yeah, we, we've always been friends, and, and I think that's why he even mentioned today that he was – he was so hurt by some of his choices because we were very good friends. Right. So, um, but you know, things happen. So. Yeah. Well, the fact that you come this far, I mean, it's, it's an amazing story. Great stuff. And I, I just can't wait and praying that God would continue to use you, um, certainly here, but also in greater capacities, even beyond our local church fellowship. Because for us, it's all about people learning to take their next step in their journey with Christ. And mm -hmm. thanks for sharing so many things that you seem to have, given to us as props for engendering you be able to take steps. But you're doing this stuff because God's leading you. We're just glad to be on the journey with you. No, thank, thank you. you. Fantastic. Let me ask you a couple of um, um, hot seat questions. Just kind of <laughs> see how it goes, all right? All right. All right, so um, sweet tea or unsweet tea? Neither. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to drink Instead, it, it's going to be unsweet. Water. Water. water, okay. We're water people. We're water and co I, I'm water and black coffee. Okay, water and black coffee. Okay, so... <laughs> Plain water or sparkling water? Plain water. Plain okay, water. get the sparkle stuff out of there, right? Okay, ice cream or cake? Ice, ice cream. cream. Oh, okay, good <laughs> deal. And the flavor is? 
<laughs> I or like you, salted caramel. Anything truffles. salted caramel. Salted caramel. Yeah. Have Both you been of you. Handles. Okay. Yeah. Been to handles and handles. I have been to handles. Salted caramel. Or salted truffle. caramel truffle is really salted good. caramel truffle. That's I gotta okay. try that out then. I was gonna say Tony's or handles because you know handles. The, okay, handles. so you've been to Tony's too. Yes. All right. So Gaston County people are pretty protective of the Tony's. So I like we handles. like handles. Yes, but handles is like a Ohio kind of thing. Is that where it started? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, somebody told me maybe we have, but we did like the milkshakes that Tony was. Tony said it's good milkshakes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good. You give them <laughs> some props out there. You guessing out of people. Oh, that's good. All right, steaks or fish? Steaks. 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 Okay. Baked potato, French fries. French fries. Baked sweet potato. Baked sweet potato. Okay, so you got your own variation down this stuff, right? Um, or so rifles or handguns? Oh. All right. <laughs> Depends on what you ever use them on either one. I love shooting the rifle. The first time that he took me to the gun range, I had a ball. I was just like, I mean, I felt so powerful. After that, I was just like, if anybody ever comes in our house, mess with me. I like houses put by Smith and Wesson and the Holy Spirit. I like them both. I would say rifle. Okay, so let's close with this. Obviously. You know from personal experience that the coolness of what rifles do um, has effects on you as a human being, right? Absolutely. So what would you say to people that um, either or just relative to, to guns in general and everything you've learned about the wisdom about how to use them and when you're supposed to use them and when you're not supposed to use them? What are just some principles we need to be aware well, of? Well, I, I, um, I'm a big gun safety guy mm -hmm. um I was, so you lead with safety that's important 100 percent, 100 percent. um i was a licensed pistol instructor i was a, a concealed carry instructor for a while mm -hmm. um say safety has to be first and foremost right um you know if you have young ones around the house you need to keep them locked up mm -hmm. um but the other thing is educating your children i think a lot of issues where there's been things happen is that curiosity right and if you take that curiosity away right and and educate it kind of takes some of that away yep um wanting to get in you know oh i want to get into dad's gun closet because it seems cool and it's you know the nerf guns and all that you know you need to make sure they understand the difference right um but then you know making sure everything is safe and you know the only time to use it is at the range yeah or you know worst case scenario as self-protection. Um, but that's not something that, you know, there's a lot of other ways to to mitigate situations. So I hear you saying several things. First of all, you always lead with safety. Yes. The second thing is always make sure you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Third one is you use them in the proper place and you only use them to defend yourself when you're definitely in danger. As a right? last resort. Last resort. Because you know from firsthand experience, and I, I believe that so much of what PTSD is about is we weren't designed to kill one another. And so when we do, you know, it's like Cain crying out to Abel because Cain's guilty over Abel's blood and that sacrifice there that goes along with that is that the, the whole cool sexiness, if you will, yeah. of having a gun, that kind of stuff, you don't look at it like that, but you're looking at it as a, as a tool for protection. And even when you're protecting it's important to take away the the allure. It's, it's better to, instead of forbid them, it's better to educate and show people how to use them safely. 
I don't have one, but I probably should learn how to do no, one as ab- well. No, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, and you can't respawn. Yeah. Life is precious. Yeah. Um, and there's so many other things you can do to to mitigate situations. Right. Um, and I think people are too quick to, to jump to the worst possible right. method. Absolutely. When, when there's can, so many consequences to that. Not just the possibility that somebody's going to lose their life or jail time or something like that. It does something to you. It does. So you're you're actually having to come back and re-educate yourself about and have done that around safety and helping to, re- to remove the allure for your children by saying, yeah, this is what it is and this is what it does. And it's not a no, 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 no. But instead, it's you use it under these conditions. Wow. That's Absolutely. powerful. And I think Christians need to talk about stuff like that, right? Sure. But ultimately, here's the trigger. Yes. It's right here. Absolutely. It's yes. your heart, right? Your heart, yes. your heart drives all your actions, and yes. you have to have that vertical relationship. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And I want to close in prayer, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Lord, just thank you for this time we've had together, and I pray your blessings on Kemp and Stephanie as they uh, unite and reunite as a family for the summer. And I ask that you guide their steps going forward. You've given them so many experiences in their past that they've taken and translated to helping people now and in the future. Just thank you for putting them in our path so that we can help them take their next steps on their journey with Jesus and they help us to take our next steps and what we need to do first is to strategize in reaching people for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, thanks a lot. I'm sorry I forgot to do I did too fast, right? You busted that hat off in a hurry. Oh, you're all right. That was good. Sometimes <laughs> I'll do that. I'll start busting that. People are like, go down the ground. But we'll tune in next week for episode 12 uh, or later on this week for episode 12 of the Next Step podcast. Thanks again, Kemp and Stephanie. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Absolutely. Awesome.